Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Rustrock. I'm here with my special guest, Patty Cipollari. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And you have a lot of things going on on your site. And I see a bunch of travel information and it's on Trader Joe's. And so how did you get started in what you do? (laughs) (laughs) Funny story. Um, Well, let's see. I was on the director's council of the Coatsen Institute of Archaeology for 16 years. Um, And I traveled the world uh, with archaeologists and a myriad of scientists over the years in search of lost and ancient cultures, you know, tomb raiding and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really great, but I got to be a real ec- uh, expert traveler at that point after circling the globe many times. Um, that kind of got me into wanting to do a uh, travel piece on my own because I wasn't really satisfied with travel books and travel guides the way they were. Um, so that kind of got me started in that direction, but then COVID came and caused a pivot. Uh, gee, that's kind of new, right? Right. And- no, that didn't happen. The whole 2020 never happened, right? <laughs> right. Well, I'm kind of glad it did for me uh, because it presented a, a different opportunity. And that was because I was had been uh, a published author several times over. Uh, I was approached by um, an old dear friend who was the first employee of Trader Joe's. Well, Joe had given him a manuscript that Joe had written a decade before and said, gee, Leroy Watson, can you please do something? He said, do whatever you want with this manuscript. So, you know, back then Leroy didn't know what to do with the manuscript. So he sat on it for 10 years. But then he saw that I was, uh, after I had published several books, he thought he would approach me on publishing Joe's book. So that's how this all came about. And I spent COVID uh, working on the book, publishing it with uh, HarperCollins, uh, HarperCollins Leadership, which I think is the second largest publisher in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been outstanding to work with. But halfway through or part the way through this journey with HarperCollins, sweet Joe passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, And that sort of shifted the burden of this project to my shoulders. Um, And so I continued with HarperCollins, who again has been great. And we've taken it all the way through the publication process. And the book actually releases tomorrow. Um, And it's called, let's see, how am I doing this? Right Um, there. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) It's called uh, Becoming Trader Joe. Uh, by Joe Cologne. I'm his co-author. And, um, and, and we're really excited. Um, so that's I mean, where we are right now this minute. Everyone knows Trader Joe. Yes. I mean, that is a household name. <laughs> it is. You cannot go anywhere within the United States and not know Trader Joe's. Right. You're so right. At least know the name. Right. It doesn't mean you've been in the store, but you know the name. Right. And then you have his book coming out. So it's almost mm-hmm. like, like um, the founder, Ray Kroc from McDonald's, his story coming out. It, yes. It's not the same story, it's completely different, but it's when you have an iconic name and the founder says, here's my story, this is how I did it. This is what we have. Right. And some of the things that founders 
go through, people go, no, that couldn't happen like that. It's not that hard. It couldn't be that hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's really tough I to know. see. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a real David and Goliath story mm -hmm. where he was clearly the underdog against a giant, well-established, firmly established grocery industry. And he set out to do it differently. Um, and he, and he just persevered. He had quite the spine and, and, and tenacity to continue to take the beatings that he took. And, but he, but he, did what he wanted to do and he accomplished it. And it's a terrific story of the American dream. Right, it's how many times have we as founders, CEOs of companies, we go live paycheck to paycheck? How many times do we go near bankrupt? How many times do we have not two pennies to rub together to get a meal for that day? Yeah, sure. And you know, how many times have we gone, uh, like you said, without a paycheck, because we need to make sure our employees get paid first, right? You know, that's, uh, I, I've been through that, you've been through that. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, many of us have been through that. And it's a struggle to be an entrepreneur. It is. But one of the things that I really, I got the first time I read this book was that I sort of, it clicked in. I learned to think like Joe. I, I sort of clicked in with what, what it was in his head that kept moving him forward and mm -hmm. kept sort of what it was, how he was thinking differently. What does that really mean? And I got it. And it really, really, you know, it really clicked and it resonated. And um, I fell in love with the manuscript when I first read it and thought, oh boy, I, I've got to figure out a way to get this out there. And it's just been an amazingly wonderful road. We get these stories. And I wish Joe is still here to discuss his book because it's as his story. I. Yeah, as do I. But it's so sad that it's not. So we're, we're left here to discuss it for him. Yes. <laughs> Which is good because we need to know what clicked in his mind to go, I need to do this to change this. This can be done better if we take and change it to another way of looking at it. Right, right. And, you know, he had a couple of things in his mind. One, one of the things was that, um, you know, he wanted, to, he wanted to find ways, always, that he, all the different ways that he could differentiate his products from all the other standard grocery products. See, mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, he did this in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Um, you know, he, he was really responsible for the first 30 years of the company and the first founding years, and he created a template. And, and back in those days, and I was around back in those days, and I remember the big brands, you know, the big, the way that Americans ate was probably the worst way we've ever eaten in our lives, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but there were, uh, you know, we ate processed foods and we ate a lot of fat in our foods and we introduced carbohydrates in our diet in the 20, 20th century. And the big brands were the Del Montes and the Swanson TV dinners and the Hostess Twinkies. And that's, those were considered the trusted brands back then. Those were the brands that our moms stuck with and were absolutely convinced that that was the way to feed their families. And Joe came along and said, no, really, it's not the way. 
what he did is he saw that with all the TV commercials, um, with all the food brand TV commercials, he saw the, the brands of food and the way America was thinking about food, he saw it narrowing like this, all the way down to a few big brands that were literally controlling the entire market. But what that made him do is it made him think of things outside here. He thought, well, the more they narrow, the more room there is out here for me and to, to do something different. And he introduced words like Oh, golly, you know, no preservatives and organic. That word was not in our vocabulary. Yeah, I remember growing up in the 80s. Organic was, what is that? Yeah. Isn't food that comes on our table actual from gardens? What's organic mean? Right. And it was a very, that's, you know, and, and you're right. And he, he, you know, it was kind of, everybody looked at organic like, gee, that's pretty hippy dippy. And and back then, that's how it was looked at, because those trusted brands were scientifically, you know, manufactured for us. Mm-hmm. So this organic stuff is pretty hippy dippy. And eventually we learned and we came around and now organic is the preferred way. You know, lowering your carbohydrates is another way, um, you know, another healthy, it's now considered much more healthy and, and, but I see how much Joe has influenced our food, our, our whole foodie culture. We can um, actually go to Joe and thank him for some of the things that we have today. We have the no GMOs, if you think about it, yes. because of Joe. We have the organic oh, stickers right on. on things from, from Joe, from him starting this back 30 years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, um, so it's kind of neat, you know, and then there's all the fun stories that he has, you know, things like, you know, we wouldn't have Brie if it wasn't for Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Joe, uh, at the time back then in the 70s, uh, cheese was very regulated by the dairy industry. And so retailers had to sell it cut in certain ways and sell it at certain prices. So there was no real way for him to d- differentiate. And he thought, well, how can I carry cheddar cheese at the same price and the same cut as everybody else and be different. And he thought, well, I guess I can't. So he sent his guy, his trusted right-hand guy, Leroy Watson, uh, to Europe to go find some cheese. And one of the ones he found was Brie. And because the the dairy uh, industry could not regulate cheese from other countries, uh, they... Trader Joe's was free to bring in cheese from other countries. And that's how we got cheese. <laughs> that's how we got Brie. <laughs> yeah. And I love Brie. Brie is great with fruit. It's a staple now on our diets. It's it is. Incredible. If you think about all the things that he've changed over the years to what we have today, there's so many things that we wouldn't see in grocery stores. We wouldn't have six different types of Brie. We wouldn't have organic. We wouldn't have G- no GMO. We wouldn't have, you know, we go through all these things. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be alive to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, if we ate, ate today like we did in the 80s, and I'm sorry for my younger generation for not understanding this. Grandma used to uh, pull out the bucket of lard to fry up our chicken. <laughs> you know, yes you're right I mean if you didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s you don't understand that 
You're right. And, um, you know, it's really neat to see that that it's turned into this giant foodie culture where people all over the world now are trying to outdo each other in the level of not just healthy foods, but beautiful foods and beautifully arranged fruits on plates. And it's just turned into a lot of fun. You know, this whole wine culture is because of Joe as well. A lot of people didn't know there was actually a Trader Joe winery. Um, no, I and- didn't know that. Yeah, and there's and we actually put pictures in the book of Joe stomping grapes and um, you know processing grapes in his winery in LA, um, and that went on for a few years. And somebody recently said, "Wow, why did he stop producing wine?" Mm-hmm. And very simply, he says in the book because it was terrible, but it got him very deep into the wine growing. Uh, situation in Northern California, which allowed him to do a lot of thinking from an insider's point of view. And again, he figured out how to do wine differently. And back then, there weren't a lot of wineies, you know, a lot of a lot of wine people. And so most grocery stores carried four or five brands of wine. He comes in like a with gangbusters with a hundred brands of wine on his shelf and literally created the California wine culture alone. And of course now everybody is, is doing that and has a million wine brands. But again, that was Joe, you know? Um, And these stories are so fun because they're, he sprinkles the book with these wonderful little tidbits Um, you know, these little foodie tidbits that are kind of fun and things that we would recognize. So it, it takes a business entrepreneurial book and really turns it really fun for the Trader Joe's fan um, and the, you know, the foodie group, which is really interesting. Well, we love our foodies. I mean, I'm a foodie. I love my foods. Yes, I indeed. love my pretty plates and all this, you know, and when yeah. I say pretty plates, I mean, making the food look pretty on the plate. Not the plate <laughs> yeah, itself. you're right. <laughs> um, you're right. I mean, I love this stuff. And we go through, I love my wine. I love my brie. I love, you know, there's so <laughs> many stuff yeah. that he's contributed to society. And like I said, you cannot go with anything that we have in our day today without having Trader Joe behind it. Yeah, you're Even right. If we didn't know it was because of Trader Joe. Yeah, you know, and there's also a lot of myths about Trader Joe's because, you know, the the whole Trader Joe's story has never really been published. So there's a lot of myths out there and I see them on social media every single day. And so this book is also a myth buster about how Trader Joe's really started, who owns it, how that how that all happened and how that's put together for today as well. And that's important. We need to know how businesses got started. We yeah. need to know the thought pattern of why that got started yeah if we can go to the why you can usually go to well there's all this stuff out here that we're need to change (laughs) right yeah you're right you're right it it can be as simple as we need a different type of cheese because the cheese industry is being too closely regulated Mm -hmm. it could be because we need a different form of money cryptocurrency we can do you know right Regardless of what the why is, it's because someone sits back and goes, we can do this better. 
You're right. And, you know, competition, keeping competition going in the world is really what makes us strong. And, and it, it, it keeps people wanting to, you know, one up what's already out there. And I, and I really love that spirit of competition. And because I think it really taps into the creativity of the human spirit. Mm -hmm. And we're amazing. I I think people are amazing. I get to say that, right? Right. We are amazing. (laughs) I mean, we can go and let's see, 1920s, who thought about going to Egypt to explore the pyramids? Right. Now we're on 100 years of that anniversary. And you bet I'm going to be there for that, by the way. (laughs) It goes back to my archaeology thing. And that is the pyramids is one of my things that I want to see in my lifetime. Get a hold of me. I can get you there. That, that's one of my bucket list <laughs> things that I want to see there. I've always been a fan of Egypt. Outstanding. Yeah. It's so beautiful. But we go to the 1920s. Then you have the airplanes. Well, how can we get to point A to point B quicker? Well, mm-hmm. if you looked at the first airplanes, they were not the greatest airplanes for passengers versus where we are now is because mm-hmm. someone sat back and said, we can do this better. Right. You're absolutely right. And, um, and, and I think that's a lovely thing. And of course, Joe did that um, in the grocery market. And, you know, when I look back on the seventies, I think if it wasn't for Joe, we might still be eating all of that processed junk food, all sugar, carbohydrates, and, and lard. And um, I, I may not be here to tell that story. <laughs> so I'm really happy that we've all figured out, you know, thanks to guys like Joe, that you know how to how to make ourselves healthier and do better with our lives and feed our families. Yeah, we have to be. Our body is a temple. Yep, we have to treat it correctly and it thinks to joe we know how to do that yeah yeah (laughs) i love that i love that but you're really right on and and um so you know the book is really fascinating it comes out tomorrow it's released uh, uh nationwide tomorrow and um probably one of the neatest two really neat things happened to me in the last couple of days. On Friday, I woke up and the LA Times had a review on the book. And I had heard that it was going to be a Pulitzer Prize winning critic that was going to review the book. And of course that sent a panic chill through me because- yeah, As an author, you get Pulitzer Prize <laughs> winning anything. Yeah. It's a panic. And happily she raved about it I she absolutely I the the her review could I couldn't have written a better one myself I was so incredibly pleased and then yesterday I took a look at some numbers on Amazon the pre-order numbers and we've already hit the number one bestseller list in four categories on Amazon and the book doesn't ship until tomorrow so I'm really 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 excited there's there's apparently an entire country of Trader Joe's fans out there that really want to know the backstory. And so I I couldn't be more thrilled to be able to help provide that for them. Well, we do. As someone that wants to know how to, as an entrepreneur, I want Mm -hmm. to know his why and how his drive was. As an author, I'm always looking for new books. Right. As a reader, I want to, you know, digest as much information as I can. Sure. And then you have the whole, I'm a foodie. I want to know how this yeah. got into play. So, yeah. you know, I have four different reasons just to read this book. Wow. 
I like I like that. I think I'm going to use that. Can I borrow that? Oh, you can most certainly borrow. I love that. that. <laughs> I mean, this is how Trader Joe fits in society. You have the entrepreneurs, small businesses that we need to learn how he did things or got the thought pattern. We mm-hmm. need the as a foodie, you know, how to create a different food or how to get a food to the market correctly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's different little tidbits in this book that isn't just a book or it's not just about food. It's not just about business. It's little nuggets for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, I think Joe did a magnificent job and his heart was truly in it. And one of the things I liked about his manuscript originally was that he didn't, he didn't speak negatively about anybody or anything. He was he was such a positive person and he smiled so easily, you know, and, and you can kind of see that in, in, in the Trader Joe's that, you know, today it's just a happy place. Right. It and, is. But that is left over from Joe. You know, I think that's really amazing that that's you cannot walk resonated. into a Trader Joe's without seeing a smiley face. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't matter if you're in a Columbus, Ohio or LA, right. You're going to have the same smiley faces. Yeah, and it's it's kind of easy to see why in today's market it is it has become America's most beloved brand right now. In mm-hmm. fact, and I've asked people who would be number two. Let me ask you that. Who who do you think would be the number two most beloved brand in the country? I don't know. Exactly. That's the exact answer. Nobody could even think of that. It's <laughs> I mean. I, I have my brands that I go to, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite or they're my, you know, go-to yeah. thing. I would go to Trader Joe's because I want my food. I mm-hmm. want the smiley faces. I'll go to Walmart or something like this because, you know, it's convenient. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't have the feel. It doesn't have the atmosphere. You doesn't have their smiley faces. You hit, right. hear the cashiers complain about, whatever they're complaining about. So yeah, it's not the same. Right. You know, and my husband, whenever I go to say, Hey, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's, he'll say, Oh, can I go with you? But if I go to any other market or store, mm-hmm. he's like, Nope, you're on your own. <laughs> See, I hate shopping. Period. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm exactly. But the same. I will go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. And I can stay there and I can be relaxed and I can find what I'm looking for. And I can strike up a conversation with one of the employees at any given time in any state and have fun. But I can't do that anyplace else. <laughs> You're right. I would yeah. rather buy it online and have it shipped to my house. Yep. I'm that way too. Yep. If I can't, if I can't order it online, I don't want it. Except, you know, I have all my favorites at Trader Joe's. Yeah. That, that's exactly the thing. If I can't find it at Trader Joe's, I'll order online and skip the hassle. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So, but we know we're not making a sequel to Trader Joe's biography, but are you working on anything else? Yes, actually, that's a good question. I'm actually not making a sequel to the book, um, but we are now going to phase two of this project, which is we are repackaging Joe's story for sale in the cable and streaming market as a limited episode series. 
And so we're quite thrilled about that. And hopefully you'll see Joe's story in film soon. I can't wait. I can't either. I'm so excited. (laughs) The story has to be out there, but you need so many different mediums. You need the radio, you need the TV, you need the films, you need the books. I mean, we as creatures of habit have our favorites of how we get information. Yes. I'm a bookworm, so I'll go to the books first, but you know, I love the movies too. Yep. <laughs> so now where can our listeners and our viewers find more about you and about Trader Joe? Well, uh, my website is pattycivilary.com. Um, and uh, I know that's a hard name to um, stay and spell. Oh, it um, is perfectly fine because if you're watching the video, you can look right above our heads. Oh, good. It'll be oh, good. And if you're looking in our comment sections, it's also there. Okay. And the book is Becoming Trader Joe. Just do this. Mm-hmm. Becoming Trader Joe. And as of tomorrow, it'll be in all of your favorite retailers. And um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And you can get it from all of your online retailers as well. And I'm absolutely thrilled about this book coming out. And um, you've been wonderful to chat with today. And I really I mean, appreciate it. This is one of those books that go, Ooh, I can learn so much stuff. And it's Ain't not like Joe. Yeah, it's, there's just stuff. I can't even say what all this stuff is because he's in so many different markets for the brainwaves. It's just healthy eating and organic foods and the whole foodie thing, the whole wine thing, the whole entrepreneur business model thing. You know, there's so many different things that just stuff. Isn't that great? I, you know, and you're right. He touches a lot of people in different ways. And, and I, I think that's, um, you know, I think that was one of the really neat things about Joe. And I am personally really proud to be the person that was chosen to, to create this legacy piece for him and to keep his story moving forward and not just get lost in history. I'm glad that you were as well because the world needs his story. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. He was such a lovely, lovely man. I wish I could met him because he has so much information for today's generation. But of course, not everyone can live wherever, which is why we have biographies. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But so I'm thrilled. I hope you're thrilled. I hope you'll pick up the book and get the book and enjoy it and pass it on and um, and learn to think like Joe. He really did have some secrets that are fairly easy to apply if you're trying to, you know, build a, build a business. And so it's, you know, and how to stay in there when, when the big guys are fighting against you. you right. Know, it's a good message. You have to stay positive. Yeah. Don't talk negative about people yeah. and think outside the box. Oh, you got it. He invented that. <laughs> if you can do those three things, you're destined to succeed in whatever you're doing. You got it. That is such good advice. Absolutely. But it was wonderful having you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. It was wonderful being here. And I loved meeting you too. This has been a very fun interview. And I look forward to reading the book as soon as it's delivered to my door. 
Thank you so much. And please ask your listeners to feel free to reach out to me through my website. I'd be happy to talk to them. Always, because we are main thing is getting the listeners to talk to the authors or the people involved in book projects, film projects, or whatever the project is. Right. We want that information. We need that input. And, you know, we're opening to discussing doing um, events, you know, speaking at events and having Trader Joe's parties and that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, for us, it's just promoting the book and for somebody else that might have a, a different kind of a meeting. But if anybody has that kind of a need, we're happy to, we're open to talk about that as well. Awesome. And for all of our readers and our listeners, happy reading. Thank you so much. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc